Welcome to Working with the Adolescent Brain. My name is Dr. Jennifer Fraser. I've been working with adolescents for the last 20 years as an educator. And I realized as I've been working with a variety of things that have happened to me in my life as a teacher and as a parent, I realized that we really don't know nearly enough about young people's brains. And there's a ton of really important information coming via um, psychology, psychiatry, and it's been confirmed a great deal of it by neuroscience. And neuroscience is also, um, it's an emerging field in the last sort of 20 years or so where technology has now allowed the neuroscientists to look non-invasively into brains. And they're seeing all kinds of things that we didn't understand before. And I mean, one of the best analogies I find for this is to think about concussions. We didn't used to know that when an, an athlete was, or a child doing anything, was hit in the head and they suffered a concussion, that it actually was incredibly harmful to their brain and that they needed to protect themselves and certainly stop moving um, and not return to play until they had the, the go ahead from a doctor or a specialist of some kind, medical specialist. Um, you know, back in the day when I was a kid, you know, if you got, if you headed the ball in soccer and it absolutely knocked you out or you got hit in hockey or football or whatever, um, it was sort of a badge of honor. Get back out in the field and show your team and show your coach what you can do, that you're super tough. Well, that's one of the worst things you can do. And we now know that young people, one of the saddest ones has been um, what's led to Rowan's Law in Ontario in Canada, where a um, 17 year old rugby player, a young woman died. Um, due to repeat concussions and returning to play. So it's high stakes, it's very serious. As I started to read the neuroscience and look at the research, I started to realize that there's a lot of information like that, that as frontline workers with kids, as teachers, as coaches, as parents, or social workers, counselors, um, police, we don't really know nearly enough about their brains. And, you know, neuroscience is not written in stone. It's not a new religion. You don't have to believe it. But I, I bring your critical mind to bear, you know, debate, discuss, think. I'm just sharing with you a bunch of research that the experts have replicated, they have peer-reviewed it, and they have a lot of consensus around it internationally. And I think it's really important material. And I think anyone who works with young people needs to know it. Um, so without any further ado, let's get started. Um, this is just a quick overview. Um, and then we'll actually, you know, get right into the material that I'm sharing with you today. So chapters one to four, first of all, we're gonna look at adolescents as an at-risk population. So we tend to think of young people as they're so powerful, they're strong, they got their life ahead of them. Well, that's not what the statistics show they are actually very much at risk, much more so than children. And yet we, we tend to care more and hover more and protect our children more because adolescents look like adults and we assume they're fine. Well, we're making a big mistake. So that's thing number one. The second um, chapter in this course is gonna be looking at the ways in which um, we don't actually work with our adolescents without knowing any better. We work against the way their brains are developing and it's, it's not difficult. A lot of the, the discussions around, well, what is the solution to the problem in this course? They're not hugely difficult and we'll get into all that and we'll talk about it throughout. Um, but what we're trying to do or what my goal is, is for us uh, teachers and educators and coaches and social workers, counselors, we really need to be sort of at the round table talking about ways we can better work with our adolescents based on what the, the neuroscientists, the psychologists, the psychiatrists know about their brain development. Um, 
Then we're going to take a look in the third chapter about rewards. The, the adolescent brain, as I'm sure you know, is a reward-seeking brain. And so what I want to do is talk about, and I use this throughout the course, I use the very high-stakes arena of driving, young people driving, in order to show just how much um, their reward-seeking brain will lead them into danger again and again, regardless of how much they know. So they know the risks, but they still do it. So one of the things that we're going to talk about is, okay, we know that they do this. We know their brain is constructed this way during these adolescent years. How can we, again, work with the brain in order to stop this from happening? Um, we can't stop brain development, but we can create changes around how we treat adolescents that would keep them a lot safer. Um, and then in chapter four, we're going to take a look at adolescent brains and addictability. That's the word that the experts use because their brains are programmed to be highly addictive. And if we can protect them during that adolescent phase, they are much less likely to suffer issues with alcohol or marijuana or these sorts of things, prescription drugs. Um, and then the final four chapters, um, we're going to take a look at the importance of sleep and the importance of eating well for um, adolescent brains. Um, again, the stakes are very high when it's driving, but it filters into all aspects of their life like school and sports and arts. So we're going to talk about the fact that their brains actually, in the way that in the context we've created around them, society today, their brains are highly deprived. And this is a big growth phase for them, a huge development phase for their brains. It's a kind of a you know, it can make or break them in certain regards, and we are not at all um, putting in place the correct context for them. So that, again, it's not a hard fix, but it's something that we we really are failing to do, and I think we can make super positive change. Then we're going to talk about regulation, the really important aspect of, of teaching our adolescents how to self-regulate, and that's all about working with the brain. Um, it's, it's seen as one of the key um, skills for adolescents to develop for success in the world. Then we will look at stress and how negatively and destructively toxic or chronic stress can be to a developing brain. And therefore, okay, what can we do then to, to de-stress our young people? What, what are the strategies we can give them to really not suffer the types of modern stresses that they are suffering today? Finally, and this latter part too, sort of from regulating to stress and to the final uh, chapter on visualization and engagement, they're all very much strategy-based. You know, okay, we know these worrisome things about the adolescent brain or these challenges that they have that make their lives so at risk. What can we do? Well, the latter part of the course is very much about strategies. Okay, so that was a super quick overview. Um, we'll launch into chapter one whenever you're ready. Uh, look forward to seeing you back. Oh, thank you.